Acts chapter number 20, uh, Paul now is calling these people out. And uh, I'm going to start at verse number uh, 17. He's talking to the uh, elders at Ephesus. All right. Now, let's read this together. It says, <clears throat> and, from, uh, and from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and he called the elders of the church. And when they will come to him, he said to them, you know, from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner uh, I've been with you at all season, serving the Lord with all humility of mine and with many tears and temptation, which befall me or befell me by the line and the weight of the Jews and how I kept back nothing that was profitable to you. But I have showed you and taught you publicly from house to house. Here's his message. He, he ministered to three different people. He's going to close this out and he has given them all the counsel of God. All the counsel of God is three different gospels. Paul preached all three. That's what I want to show you today. And I want to show you why the gospel of Christ was the one that will save your soul. I want to get that over the day, Lord. Verse number 21, the first gospel he preached, testifying to the Jews and also to the Greek, this is what he preached to them, repentance toward God. Second, he preached faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he preached to the Jews. Now I want you to write down a scripture. That's Hebrew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Just 1 through 3. 1 through, one through 3 be found. Hebrew chapter 6. Just for that verse. And now Paul says, Behold, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the thing that shall befall me there. Because now he's getting ready to go to prison. Verse number 23, say that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, that I may win Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He doesn't say that there. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my course, that I may finish my course, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord. Here's number three. I'm going to get number two, but he gave you number three first. In the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now the gospel of the grace of God is the gospel of Christ. And I'm going to show you why it's called the grace of God. Because God paid for your salvation. All right. And verse number 25. And now behold, I know that you all among whom I have, past tense, gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Verse 27. I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Now, why would he say all the counsel of God? Because he preached all the counsel of God. Now, I'm going to show you the three Gospels. And you must understand there's only one Gospel that will save you, and that's the Gospel of Christ. That is my message today, the Gospel of Christ. This is part 10 on the series, The Apostle Paul Ministry. All right? So you got all the rest of it on your podcast, or you can get it in the storehouse on DVD and CDs, okay? Now, let's go to work, because I got a lot to do in this one hour. I gave you this morning the four, the four, let's go to John chapter 5. In the Gospel of John, 
uh, chapter number five. Lord, help me to do it. The Gospel of John, chapter number five. Now, I gave you the four witnesses. These four witnesses came in the person of John chapter five, verse 33, John the Baptist. See, John the Baptist was a witness. So I want you to put down a scripture that would be next, Mark chapter one, verse one and two. Well, I do that from one to five. Mark chapter one, verse one through five. John was a witness. That's why he came baptizing with water because he was one of the witnesses. Okay, so you'll see that. All right. Now, in verse number, let's move on because I want to show you that. But verse 36, but I have greater witnesses than that of John. So the first few verses there from verse 33 to 36 was about John. But he said, but I got greater witnesses than that of John for the works. Here's his second witness. The works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Now, the works he had to finish, and the last thing that will happen would be, you can put that down, Luke chapter 18. Uh, I don't want Luke 18. Wait a minute. Let me make sure, because I want to put that in, my, in this message today. All right, let's go back and see what I want to do. Uh, the Gospel of St. Luke. Uh, yeah, Luke chapter 18. Uh, verse 31 through 34. Put that down. Luke 18, 31 through 34. That's going to cover that, that witness that I got there. All right, now let's move on. And then verse 37. So the works, the works that he had to finish would testify of him. All right, and I can tell you what that is, this death, death, and resurrection. All right, but we'll look at it. Verse 37. And the Father himself, which has sent me, has borne witness of me. Remember, he said half, half, past ten. So it already happened. When did the Father bear witness of him? You want to put down there, uh, I think it's Matthew 3, 17. Let me make sure that verse. Uh, it's when the Father said, this is my son. Yeah, that's it. Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. So you want to put that there. That's when the Father bear witness of him. All right. Then in, in, and then in verse number 38. Uh, you have not, he says, uh, his word abiding in you, or neither have, and whom he has sent him you have not believed, which was Christ. All right, verse 39, search the scripture. Here's the fourth witness. Search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. So the four witnesses, number one, uh, is the scriptures. That number one. We just showed you that the last which would be number four. But John the Baptist was number one, then the works of Christ, then the Father, then the scriptures. Uh, but we're going to take them and show you the scriptures because I just got through doing it this morning. Search the scripture and then you think you have eternal life. But they are they that testify of me. So the scripture testified or was a witness of Jesus. You can't be saved by believing the scripture. Let me say this one more time. The New Testament is not the scriptures. All right, let me show you that first. Go to the book of Romans, chapter 1, in your Bible. Go to Romans, chapter 1. Let me show you something. Romans, chapter 1. And from, he, from there, the next thing you want to put down, Hebrew, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, I'm going to give you a definition of the Scriptures, okay? Now, Romans, chapter 1, and verse 1 and 2. 
how many, how many can see what that is? At the top of your Bible, Romans, what word on the top of the big word called Romans? Now, everybody got a Bible that says Romans, so you ought to know what's it say on the top. Just, just say it out loud. What, what does it say on the top of your Bible? Oh, it's over the book, the word Romans. It said Rome. You got something on there. What does it say? What is, what is an epistle? Letters. So the new covenant was letters that Paul wrote to the church. The new covenant is not scriptures. The Old Testament is called scripture. That's why he says search the scripture. And them you think you have eternal life. They are they that testify of me. All right. So the Old Testament was called scriptures. Now let's show you why. Let's go to, let's do this first. Hebrew chapter one. I'm happy to do that first to get me out of that. The scripture business here. Let me show you why they were called scriptures. Hebrew chapter one. Now, I gave you a lot on this morning tape. I'm not going to repeat that. I'm going to give you new information. Hebrew chapter 1, you ought to be there. Verse 1 says, God, who sundered time in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers. How? By the prophets. So what was the scriptures? God speaking to Israel by the prophet. What was the scriptures? God speaking to Israel by the prophets. All right, that's how you know. All right. So when the Bible says all scripture has been fulfilled, that means everything the prophets had spoken has already been fulfilled. Because the prophets gave us the scriptures. When God spoke to Israel, he only spoke to Israel through the scripture. And then in verse number two says, "Hath now he's done with speaking the scripture. Now he's going to talk about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He hath in these last days, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Spoken to us Jews, he's talking about, whom he has appointed heir of all things by whom he made the world. Well, how did he speak with them? The gospel of the kingdom. So that's how you know the different gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he spoke to them by his son. But when it came down to all the Old Testament before that, through the prophet. Let me give, show you Deuteronomy. I gave it this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 18. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 18 and verse 15, you mark this in your Bible, because God told them that Jesus would come in his name. And I said to you before, John chapter 5, verse 43, write that down. Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name. Jesus is not Christ. Jesus came in the Father, he came in, Christ came in the Father's name, let me put it that way. Jesus is the Father's name. Christ is the Son's name. Hallelujah. See, people don't want, listen, just believe the truth. Don't have to figure it out. I'm going to give you a scripture right here to show it to you again, even in the Old Testament. I'm going to show you in John chapter 5, verse 43. Call his name Jesus. It, I mean, tell me, how does a son receive a name? The father gives the son his name. It's not hard. It's not complicated. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Are you there? It says, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet. Are you there? Like unto thee. I'm sorry, like unto me, Moses said. The Lord thy God will raise unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, 
of thy brethren, like unto me, Moses says, unto him shall thou hearken. All right, verse 16. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the days of the assembly, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me. Now remember, they had already told God when God came down on the mountain, they didn't want to hear God. They said, Moses, you speak to us. Well, when Jesus Christ went to Israel, he went to Israel because they said they wanted him to speak to them, not the Father. So whenever you go back and read the uh, Hebrew chapter number 12, you will see that on Mount Sinai, God came down and spoke to Israel. Or that chapter 13. God came down and spoke to Israel. Well, when God spoke to Israel, they said to Moses, we don't want him to, him to speak to us no more because they're exceedingly quick. Uh, but they said they want Moses to speak. Okay, that will be Hebrew chapter 12. All right. Now, we're in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 18. In verse 17, God says, they have well spoken, that which they have spoken. Otherwise, I will send my son, let him talk to them. Remember, Moses was a type of Christ. Verse number 19, I'm sorry, 18. And I would raise them up a prophet from among their brothers, like unto thee, Moses, and would put, now remember when Jesus came to Israel, he came out as a prophet. John the Baptist came as how? A prophet. So that's what you got to understand. He came as the last prophet to Israel. All right. I would raise them up a prophet with a capital P from among their brethren, like unto thee, Moses, and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Remember, that's why Jesus Christ came in his father's name. And he came to tell them what the father said, because everything the father said to Israel, he did it through a Prophet, you're going to get it one day. Verse number 19. And it shall come to pass that whosoever would not hearken to my words, which he shall speak, watch this, in my name, I will require of him. But verse number 20 is what I want to show you. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, that shall speak in my name or that shall speak in my name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. So that's what we got to understand. You, you got to be very careful when you go out in, in, in Jesus' name. Because God, in the old covenant, it said, thou shalt take, not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You could not use the name Jesus unless the Father told you to say something. All right, that's how they would know if they were pro false prophets. So if you finish that verse, verse 21 says, if they say in thy heart, how shall we know the words which the Lord had not spoken? When a prophet speak in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord had not spoken. But the prophet that has spoken, he spoke it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. See, that's what happened. You got to understand. To come for them to come in Jesus name and, and doing things in Jesus name. They got that's very dangerous. OK. All right. Let's move on. Now, 
I'm get, let's do those scriptures I gave you right quick now. You, ought, you, you should have them. You know I'm getting ready to do them. I just want them just like I gave them to you. Boom, boom, boom. I just did Hebrew 1. Hebrew chapter 6, verse 1. Let's finish that. Okay. Okay, 1 through 3. Okay, know what I'm going next so you don't have to meditate on maybe this shit right here, man. I'm on camera, you know what I mean? We have it ready, okay? It's just like uh, when a person is driving and you tell them, okay, I'll get it to you in a minute. Hebrew chapter 6. You don't have no minute. All right, Hebrew chapter 6. Now watch what happened. I told you this morning that we have to understand that the two things that Paul says in Acts chapter number 20, I gave them to you. The first thing they say is that he had preached. Matter of fact, I'm going to go back there and hold my finger on that because I want you to see this. Acts chapter 20, and I showed you this verse. Verse number 21. So open your Bible to Acts 20 and 21, and then you hold Hebrew chapter 6. For you can understand why Paul telling them to go on to perfection. All right, two verses you're going to have your hand on. Acts 20, 21. Are you ready? All right, I got to go on. You got to get the tape. Verse 21. Paul said, testifying both to the Jews and also the Greek, this is what he preached to them, repentance towards God, faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Now turn to Hebrew chapter 6, verse 1, and watch what Paul going to tell them. Therefore leaving... The principles of the doctrine of Christ. You know, underline the word doctrine of Christ. I'm going to show you that today. The doctrine of Christ is the first gospel of Mark chapter 1, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's called the doctrine of Christ. Therefore, leaving, he's told them to leave that. The principles of the doctrine of Christ. The teachings of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go into perfection. Perfection is righteousness of Christ, or the gospel of Christ. Not laying again, here it is, the foundation of repentance. Remember, if you preaching repentance in the church, you are still preaching Mark chapter 1. You're preaching what John the Baptist preached. And it won't save you. Not laying again, the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God. So when you read this over here in Acts 20 and verse 21, this is what it says. He was testifying to the Jews and also to the Greek, repentance towards God, faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's why he, was, he told them, go on to perfection. Why? That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's go see it. Uh, the gospel of St. Mark chapter 1. I'm headed to my message. The gospel of St. Mark chapter 1. And verse 1. In the beginning, I can't wait, you got to catch up. Mark chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, I'm waiting for the screen. In the beginning, the, the beginning, no, the beginning of Jesus, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me say it again. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel, when you start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what are you reading? You're reading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my message there is the gospel of Christ. So you got to understand why Paul's message was called the gospel of Christ. Because there was no more Jesus. Jesus was the son of man. 
Christ is the son of God. See, those are the kind of things you need to put down that you can always understand the word. Remember, he was 100% man and 100% God. The word was made flesh, John 1.14. But the flesh left at the cross. Okay. In the beginning, I'm sorry, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, watch what he said, the son of God. So all he's telling you is, this, when you read my gospel, you're going to find out that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You're going to find out that he's the Christ. You're going to find out that he's the Son of God. As it is written, as it is written, because these people gave witness, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messengers before thee, thy face, which shall prepare thy way. We know that was John the Baptist. All right. Then here's the message. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John... He wanted a witness, did baptize in the wilderness and preached what? The baptism of repentance, he preached it for what reason? For the remission of sin. Now my question is, who did he preach it to? Let's look at, uh, let's look at Acts 13, 24. So you need to put Acts 13, 24 right by your notes. Acts 13, 24. Because I'm asking you, who did he preach the baptism of repentance to? Because you're seeing people today, they're preaching that in the churches where nobody in the churches but Gentiles, meaning people who was not Jew. That's all Gentile mean. Okay, I use verse 24 on the screen. That's what we're waiting on. Acts 13, 24. When John had, well, let, I got to go further than that. I got to back up verse 23 because I want to show you that Jesus is not your Savior. So you got to understand something. He saved you, but he was not your savior. He came to save Israel from their sin. We got in under the word grace, mercy. See, he didn't come for us. They rejected the gospel. And then we got it. We got the crumbs from the master table. All right, watch verse 23. Here for the first time. Of this man, remember he's talking about David, of this man's seed, of David's seed, has God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior. Savior, oh Savior, hear my humble cry. How many ever heard that? Oh, while thou art calling, do not pass me by. Oh, say, I mean, no, you ain't your Savior. See what? See, he came to save his people. That's Matthew one twenty one. He came to save his people from their sins. See, I'm not putting you down. I'm just trying to say a lot of stuff that we picked up. But the Bible says, plain and simple, he raised up a Savior unto Israel, a Savior, Jesus. Now, Christ saved you from your sin. You don't want, we don't want you, we don't, people don't even want to talk about that. I can go right to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, Christ died for your sin. We don't want that. We want Jesus. Jesus did it, huh? Right, Jesus is the Son of Man, Christ is the Son of God. All right, now, now we're in verse 24. When John had first preached, here we go, his coming, 
he preached a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. See, that's who John preached about because his gospel is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is to preach to all Israel. And yet people are preaching it to the body of Christ and church people today. You got to repent, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. Acts 2.38. That's what they're preaching. And that message was never preached to anybody but the Jews because they had killed Jesus. That's why they were repenting. Okay. They asked him, what shall we do? We just killed Christ. They said, what shall we do? Repent. See, that's why you get in one of them really good services where they get to repenting. They tell all their business. That's all they're going to do. Tell all of their business. You know what? I just want y'all to know. I just got to tell it. I can't hold this here because I've been sleeping with sister so-and-so. And the Lord told me that I had to get this off my chest. I know y'all. I know y'all think I'm crazy, but I'm just letting y'all know. And then you get washed out. But I just want y'all to know that I, I have been, I've been doing this here. I've been living a, a life this way. I, I mean, they tell everything. Now, don't put the, don't put the phone. Don't put your camera on, on nobody. All right. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? I'm not lying. It's called, what's, what it called? Testi testimony service. That's going to last hour. That's testimony service because we're going to have to dance on that one. Hey, hallelujah. I just want y'all to know I've been sleeping with sisters. You got to do all of that, man. Now, they tell it too, don't the brother? This ain't no game. There's no game. All right. Now, so the first gospel is the gospel of Matthew, uh, uh, Mark, which was the gospel of Jesus Christ. I just showed you that, right? All right, then I gave you the second gospel. Also, uh, we're going to move on to the next gospel today. Let, give me those you got already. Mark what? Mark chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. All right, let's, let's go down. I'm just reading that now. Uh, all right, verse number 5, just one verse. Mark chapter 1, verse 5. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were baptized of John in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. That's what people told you had to do in the church to be saved. You had to repent, believe the gospel, confess your sin. And that's what people tell you today. I, I had a man, Agamemnon, told me right out, you're not going to be saved until you repent. I don't care what you say. I won't say, well, I'm saying what God said. I don't care what God said. You ain't going to be saying. But that's really what he's saying. Because the Bible does not tell you that. All right, let's move on. Now, the gospel of the kingdom is where we are now. So what I got to show you that Jesus came in the flesh. I got to show you that first. Because they told you leaving the, let, let, let me, you got to leave the doctrine. Let me show you that, what that means. Second John 7. And God, this is what, they had to have this doctrine because that was a doctrine. Let me do something before I get to that in John. I'm going to 1 John still, but I need to stop at 1 John first. 1 John chapter number um, 1, 1 through 3. Let's show you this here. Now remember, John did not write. Uh, then, then I want you to put down this one, Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. I got to go to that one, verse 6 through 9 at least. So I gave you some scripture. Please have them ready for me. You know, just like a gun cop. You know, don't wait to load the gun once I call. John chapter 1. Now, John wrote about Jesus 
Remember, John wrote the Gospel of John. He wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. He wrote the book of Revelation. So that's why the book of Revelation was really who Jesus is. He had not, that's why it's called the Revelation of Jesus Christ. All right? That means you started out, John, in the beginning with the Word. You end the book of Revelation with, he's called the Word of God. All right, here is John chapter, 1st John 1 and 1. Are you there? Are you right? Verse 1. That which was from the beginning. What is he talking about? The word. Which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. The word, made, the word was made flesh. Remember, that's what John, John 1, 14, the word was made flesh. So he said, now that which, we, which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested. When something is manifested, that means you can see it and touch it. When it's revealed, that means it's on paper. See, your new covenant is revealed in words. But this is manifestation. All right, so when the word was made flesh, that means you can touch them and feel it. But when the word revealed, you don't have a person, you have scripture. You have the letters, the epistles. Everybody understand? Mm. All right, now here we go, verse 2. For the life was manifested and we have seen it. So the life came in the flesh, we've seen it. All right. And we bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, with Jesus, that's who he is, eternal life, he's the Christ, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Because he, he wasn't manifest to us, he was manifest to them. All right, so that's what he said. And verse number, we heard, we, we, that what we heard, we declare unto you, that you may be, have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. All right, now let's go to chapter 2, First uh, John. I just want to show you a couple here. Uh, where I'm going now here, Lord. First John chapter 4, the first three verses. Yeah, I got to get this one. First John chapter 4, the first three verses. Beloved, first John chapter 4. Now watch what we got to understand. They message was Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Paul's message was Jesus did not come in the flesh. That's not our message. We don't know him out the flesh. Do everybody understand the two messages? John's message is what? Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Paul's message was, we don't know him. See, he saw him in the heavens, right? We know no man out of the flesh, 2 Corinthians 5, 16. We know no man out of the flesh. Though we have known Christ out of the flesh, yet know we him no more. So in the new covenant, you don't know him out of the flesh. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they had God in the flesh. Do y'all understand the two messages? All right. Verse 1. 1 John 4, 1. Beloved. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits well they are of God. Because many false prophets, now this is what John called you. If you follow Paul, he called you a false prophet. If, Paul, if, if, if you follow Paul, Paul told you don't follow him. Now he, he made it that way because it, the message that John had is not for us, and the message that Paul had wasn't for them. You, do you understand? Okay. So that's why he said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit will be of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So that was their message. They message was Jesus. Do you understand? They message was what? Jesus. Jesus. He's the son of God. He's the Christ. That was their message. That was not Paul's message, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Now, in verse, number, in verse number 
Two, once again, hereby we know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming in flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming in flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Well, we've heard that it should come even now it's already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. All right. I want to show you just that. Now, let's go to the, cl the clincher, the clincher. Let's go to 2 John 7. Watch what John is going to tell them in 2 John 7. There's no chapter, just 13 verses. 2 John 7, are you there? It says, for many deceivers are entered into the world. Watch this. Who confess not that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and an antichrist. So remember, that was their message. Jesus Christ coming in the flesh. Here in verse number eight, look to yourself that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but we have a full reward. Whoso transgresses and abideth in the not in, not not in the doctrine of Christ. Now, what is the doctrine of Christ? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, that's why I found out. I gave you this earlier. I told you underline the word doctrine of Christ. Anybody remember what verse I gave you? Somebody find it for me. I gave them to the same word that said the doctrine of Christ. So he that abided in the doctrine of Christ, watch this. He that abided in the doctrine of Christ, he had both the Father and the Son. If they're, if they're coming to you in and bring not this doctrine, what doctrine? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Receive him not in your house. See, that's why you don't go to certain churches. Because they're already told not to receive you. And we are not going to receive them. Because we preach Christ, crucified here. Do everybody understand how that works? All right. Now he said, if they're coming to you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not in your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that bid him Godspeed is partake of his evil deeds. All right. Now let's show you what Paul told. Mark 1 and 1. I gave you the testimony. Let's go to Mark 1 and 1. Let's go to Mark 1. I told you, underline the word doctrine because I'm showing you in the gospel of St. Mark, I'm going to go and show you later on. The gospel of St. Mark, chapter number 1 and verse number 1. Is that the verse I want, baby? No, I, I want the word... Hebrews 6, 1, the doctrine. That's what I want, the doctrine. It said the word doctrine of Christ. All right, Hebrews 6 and 1. That's what you want, the doctrine of Christ. Hebrews chapter 6. Remember I told you, when we do Hebrews chapter 6, yeah, you, you got to know that 2 John told you what the doctrine. But Paul is going to tell you against the doctrine. John said, you don't bring this doctrine on receiving in your house. Did anybody hear that? Hallelujah. Glory to God forever. I know y'all steady. All right, Hebrew chapter 6. Watch what it says again. See, don't try to figure out in this class. Just get it. Just hear it. And then you go back and listen to the tape and all that stuff a little later. Hebrew chapter 6. Therefore, on the screen, therefore leaving what? The principles of the doctrine of Christ. I said, underline that. 
and I need you to put 2 John 7 by that. Did y'all do that? Hmm. All right. And I took it to 2 John 7, I showed you, they said, now Paul said leaving, leaving the doctrine of Christ. Because they were taught the doctrine of Christ, but now they need to go to grace. To go to grace, you got to lead the doctrine. Of, you got to lead the doctrine of Christ. How many hear what he's saying? Amen. All right, you got to understand. Peter, James, and John message was before Paul's. Do everybody hear that? Paul preaching you Christ. How am I going to get Christ? I got to lead the doctrine. Of, I got to lead the doctrine of Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The early principles, early teachings about Jesus. Repent, be baptized. Can you see what he's saying? You don't need to do all this stuff no more. Been fulfilling Christ. All right. Thank you for the grace, Father. All right. Now, what else I gave you? I need a, I need a scripture now. Galatians chapter 1. See, you have your head down. Now, your voice go down to the ground. Galatians chapter 1. <laughs> yes. Yancey just came back from Mississippi, homegirl. Sister Yancey from Mississippi. For, huh? Your pants, okay. You'll put it on them, huh? <laughs> uh, I get a chance to see them one day. All right. Now, where are we going now? Galatia, right? All right. My pants from Mississippi, too. And I was, too. All right. Galatia, come to your camera. Come to your camera. Galatians chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 6. Now watch the difference in the messages. Paul says in Galatians, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you where? Into the grace of Christ. What did God call you? Into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. You hear what he's saying? You're going back to another gospel. Which gospel they went back to? The gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's what they went back to, the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel, which is not another, Paul said. Now, what is he talking about? Because you can't be saved by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John gospel. You can't be saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. You cannot be saved by the gospel of the kingdom. You can only be saved by the gospel of Christ. See, I want to make sure in this church you understand. Paul said, I marvel you're so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ and to another gospel, which is not another. But there'll be some that trouble you. And he's talking about Peter, James, and John. And will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are angels from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be a curse. As we said before, so I say you again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that we have that you have received, let it be a curse. For do I persuade men of God? Do I seek to please men? If I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So Paul is preaching the max. He's preaching the 100% gospel. And that's what he's letting you know. These other preachers are, are, are preaching you the 30-fold. So you had the 30-fold, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then you have the 60-fold that Jesus is going to preach, which is going to be the gospel of the kingdom. Let's go there right now. Uh, Matthew 4, 23. Then you had the hundred, hundred proof. I don't know if y'all ready for the hundred fold yet. The hundred proof. That's the gospel of Christ. All right. Does anybody understand the 36 and 100? All right. All right. Here we go. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Are you learning? Yeah. All right. Y'all finally said something. 
Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. You're going to see what Jesus preached. Now you got to understand, Jesus' disciples also preached his message. They started out just preaching who Jesus is. You remember that because when the disciples, they used to be John the disciple. That's where they got John the Baptist. They, they was following up John. How many hear what I'm saying? Now pay attention. How many hear what I'm saying? They were followers of who? John. All right. So when they followed John, they preached John's message, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The gospel of St. Mark talking about the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because they followed John. So if you go back and ask any of those guys when they first was following John, they said, this is the Christ. We have found a Messiah. Who were they following already before? John. So they came, they came, the brother, one brother came to another brother. Peter, Peter and Andrew, same way. Andrew found Peter and said, we have found a Messiah. What? 114. Okay, I always said the first of the name so I know where I'm going. The Gospel of John chapter 1 and what? Verse 44. Mm-hmm. See, that's how we talk at home. We, from, we don't play around. We, Sister Yance, we know we from the country. Watch that. Mm-hmm. John chapter 1 and verse number 40, verse 40 says, One of the two which heard John speak, see, they was John's disciples, and followed him, and they followed him, see? Andrew and Peter, his brother, the first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas. See, that's what I'm saying. These guys started with John. That's why John was the beginning. He was the first witness. But he only preached who Jesus is. And then you had the, the, the next here, and you're going to go from here to the gospel of the kingdom. That's why we're in the gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 4, verse 23. That's where we're at right now. The gospel. I can't read all that no more. But... John 1, 44. John chapter 1, verse 44. You wait till I got all the way home that you told me. John chapter 1, verse 44. John chapter 1. You're going to water this message, okay? All right, verse 40, 44. Let's start verse 43. All right, I'm, I'm just going to do this quickly now. The day following Jesus would go to, forth to Galilee, he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Uh, Philip was at Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophet did write, Jesus of Nazareth. Can you see who he was? He's a man. Jesus of Nazareth, but he was 100% God. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. See? And Nathanael said to him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Because that was the country boy. Just like you said, can any good thing come out of refuge plantation? I said, come and see. <laughs> that girl ain't laughing over there, is she? All right. <laughs> you next. <laughs> Nathaniel said to him, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and said, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom and no guile. Nathanael said, Which forth knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said, Before that Philip called you, when you was under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God and you are the King of Israel. You see, 
Who, who showed him that? The Lord, the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, let's go to Matthew 4, 23. Man, my time is clicking. I haven't got the Paul message. All right. Matthew 4, 23 through 25. Got to be brief. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching their synagogue, watch this, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. What did he preach? The gospel of the kingdom. Healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people. His fame went out throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick folk that were taken with divers diseases and torments and those that were possessed with devils and those that were lunatics and those that had palsy. And he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee from the capitalists for Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. See, that was the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus Christ preached the gospel of the kingdom. All right. Now, watch, let me give you this because it's going to be, I, I'm getting ready to, to switch over. Matthew 24, and we're going to look at verse 13 and 14. Matthew 24, verse 13 and 14. That's why Paul had to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Watch what Jesus is going to say. Jesus' disciples also preached the gospel of the kingdom. They left John the Baptist and preaching Jesus is the Messiah, and now they knew he was the Messiah. Now, he gonna, now they're going to be sent by him, because they're going to, Luke chapter 9, verse 1, Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, those chapters, he's going to pray for them and going to give them the spirit, and then they're going to go out in his name, and they're going to be preaching the gospel of the kingdom. All right, when you read that, Matthew 10 and Luke 9. All right, but here in Matthew chapter 24, you see a verse 13 and 14. Those are two verses I want. Come to this camera. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 13 says, But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. They were asking him when the Lord's going to come. And he said, And this gospel, watch what gospel, and this gospel of the kingdom. Now that's not what Paul preaching, but Paul did preach the gospel of the kingdom. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, for witness unto all nations, and watch this, and then shall the end come. So the, that's why they would know when the end would come, when the gospel of the kingdom would be preached. And Paul himself said, I have fully preached the gospel. All right? So we know that it happened. All right? So the next thing I want to take you to is uh, why Paul's gospel is so important. Why his gospel is the one that saved you. I told you this morning, uh, Hebrews 9, 22. One verse, let's show it to you. The book of Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 22. Why Paul's gospel is the only gospel that will save you? Now, if your soul is lost, it's not going to be my fault. Amen. And my job is to tell you, there's no other gospel. So you go somewhere talking about, I'm, I had to go repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and receive the Spirit. You're going to find your soul in hell. You're going you're gonna to be end up in hell because you have no blood. See, you can, you can go by this stuff and it sounds pretty, but the person's going to go to hell, Pastor. See, my job is to tell people the truth. Th that person's going to die and go to hell. And you, you preach that stuff and that's what happened to that person. He died and went to hell because there was no blood. You can't get no forgiveness without blood. Sins, you got to have sins washed away and the only washed away our sin was Christ's blood. So when you go over here and you preach... Uh, uh, repent and baptize, that's John, John's gospel. Or you come in and preach the gospel of the kingdom. You know, it's okay to pray for the sick and lay hands on the sick, but that's not how they save. You got to preach the gospel of Christ. 
That's what I'm giving you right now. All right, I, I have a lot of words to tell you. I can show you Paul preached. Uh, maybe I get that the next time, but let me show you here. Uh, I tell you, going away yet? Hebrews 9 and, and verse 22. All right, put it on the screen. Here you go. And almost all things about the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no what? That's why I left off this morning. Without the shedding of blood, there's no what? And what is the word? Remission. It's called forgiveness. I gave you two verses this morning. I gave you Ephesians 1 and 7. I gave you Colossians 1 14. I'm not going back to those. That lets you know you have already received forgiveness of sins. You're not trying to go. See, if you go somewhere and get water baptized to get forgiveness of sin, you just renounce what God already done in your life. You just left grace. You just fell, fall from grace. Go to Ephesians 1 and 7 right quick. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're renouncing your salvation. If somebody can talk you into coming to church, getting water baptized to be saved, you're saying, I wasn't saved before. I believe I'm saved now. You just got lost. That's what happened in the book of Galatia. He told them in Galatia chapter 5, you have fallen from grace. You as a person that's not saved again. You did just like Esau did. You just renounced your salvation. That's why Jacob got the blessing. All right, here we go. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Are you there? Let's read it. In whom we have redemption. It don't say you're trying to get something. You have redemption through his blood. You have it how? Through his blood and what is called the forgiveness. See, that's why I need y'all to talk to me. I'm talking about your salvation. This ain't no time for no sermon now. In whom we have redemption through his blood. What is it called? The forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. It ain't called you got baptized. Go to Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. See, a time I need y'all to pay attention and talk to me. You know what I mean? Talk to you as your pastor now. You know, just like I'm talking to my wife. I'm talking to my wife. I just got my towel, my suit on. I'm looking good. Smelling good, I'm talking to her and she's looking all over the TV. I ain't got no time you look at the TV. I need you to talk to me now, the man, okay? Like the boy she on radio, let's keep it 100. <laughs> boy, they got all kind of stuff now, right? Let's keep it 100. All right. Colossians chapter 1, verse 14. See, my point is, you're not trying to get nothing. So if you go to somebody's church and get water baptized to get the forgiveness of sin, you just renounce Christ. Colossians 1.14, in whom we have, in whom we have redemption through his blood. What's it called? The forgiveness of sin. You already got it. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. I'm going to take two minutes. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. See, you got to understand, this ain't no game. Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to give you two scriptures right quick here. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse, uh, I'm not going to be able to do uh, verse 11 and 12. Verse 13 and 14. Verse 13 only. I, ain't got, I don't have no more time. Verse 13 only. I need you to read with me now. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometime were far off are made now high. By the blood of Christ. If they're never going to tell you the blood of Jesus. Only one time in the whole Bible it said the blood of Jesus. And that's when he put the blood of Christ in the same verse. You were not saved by the blood of Jesus. You were saved by the blood of Christ. All right, let's do one more. And that's 1 Peter. 
I'm going to do Acts 20, 28 while we right there. Because we, we just, for me, your, your Bible broke into Acts 20 this morning, so it ought to be easy to find that. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Just one verse. Acts 20 and 28. Take heed therefore. I'm just waiting on the screen on it. Take heed therefore to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer. Feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Redemption took place by the blood of Christ. God paid for your salvation with his own blood. Okay, let's do one more. We're done. 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 25. And I'm done. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 25. See, Peter had to find this out too. Because he used to be over there, uh, you know. 1 Peter chapter 1. That's why he, Paul had to preach to Peter. That's why Peter said Paul talked about stuff hard to be uttered. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Come to your camera. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed, you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Watch this. As silver and gold, we should put down that water and bread. From your vain conversation received the tradition of your fathers, but you were redeemed. You were paid for. Your soul was bought with the precious blood of Christ. I said with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish, without spot who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in his last time for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your soul and obeying the truth through the spirit and unfinished love of the brother, but see that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently being born again, not a corruptible seed, not an incorruptible, but by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of the flowers grass, the glory withered and the flower thereof faded away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. So don't put your faith in what man said. Put your faith in what the word said. Heaven and earth passed away. But God's word will never pass away. Come on, let's get up on our feet. Let's give the Lord a great big hand. Somebody says the blood of Christ. Yeah, the Bible is just filled with, filled with it. In all my message this year, I'm going to continue to tell you how you were saved. It's the blood of Christ. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. He washed away your sins with his own blood. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. He washed away our sins. He paid for us. He redeemed us with his own blood. Don't let nobody deceive you by the water baptism and the repentance. You will still die and go to hell doing what man told you to do. But if you obey the words, you obey what the word tells you, your soul will be saved. There's no salvation without the blood of Christ. There's no forgiveness without the blood of Christ. You must include the blood of Christ in your salvation. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and where you stand by, which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. When Christ died, he shed his blood. He died for our sins according to the scripture. 
and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to Scripture. Your salvation is based on Christ's death, burial, and resurrection because of the blood of Christ. Give the Lord a great big hand. My time is up. I thank you for yours, and the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.